Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Like if you're going to bullshit someone else for some higher purpose, okay, that's fine. Just don't bullshit yourself. Don't tell yourself, oh yeah, I really wish I had more time to spend with that person who's always a half hour late every time we meet. Don't bullshit yourself. And then ask yourself whether you want to really tell them the truth or not. Hi, it's Joseph. And thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. This is the finale of the trying versus doing series, and we're going to get real. If you're trying at something and failing, getting real means honestly considering that maybe you just don't care. Many people waste a ton of time and energy pretending that they care about something. Often we unconsciously deceive ourselves and others with quote unquote good intentions that won't ever pan out because fundamentally we just don't care. What happens when you embrace that? What happens if you get curious about exploring what you really care about? Keep listening to find out. This episode is from a recent weekly webcast. Members get a ton of different ways to become better professionals, including attendance to the live courses that I teach. Beginning January 11th, 2018, I'll be teaching an 11-week course called How to Manage and Be Managed, The Missing Manual. Management is a lot like parenting. Many people do it, and they mostly have no idea what they're doing, but they somehow make it work. The result? Stress, wheel spinning, chronic overwhelm, and millions of dollars in lost opportunity. This course is the missing manual, what we all should have been taught in high school. Forget everything you've learned about management. You don't have to motivate your employees, you don't need to empower them, and you definitely shouldn't be supervising them. This course trains you in the basics of the clear and open model for management, allowing you to increase engagement and productivity, eliminate supervision, and wasted resources. It's a counterintuitive approach. I've been training leaders in one-on-one sessions for over 15 years, offered now for the first time as an affordable course. While the course is about training management skill, it's also perfect for non-managers because it gives employees what they need to understand what a manager is doing with them and why it's in their best interest to help. For more information about the course, please go to clearandopen.com slash how dash to dash manage clearandopen.com slash how dash to dash manage. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's dive in. I'll just add that, that what you said earlier about train, trying and failing while looking good, that resonated, especially since I just listened to the excellence course first podcast and somebody in there said something about telling family that I'll try to call them next week. And you, I remember that. You, Reacted very strongly to that idea, and that's that's exactly what it is. You don't want to, I don't want to do it, but I want you to think that I'm really hard to get there, and all. It's not really important to me, and I don't really care, but I want you to think I do, kind of. Yeah, thanks for for bringing that, Scott, because it reminds me of what Ed was saying. Similar, um, you know, if you find yourself saying "I'm trying" or "I'll try," it may be that it actually doesn't matter to you. And that's another good use of tracking the word try. Because you may be like, oh, yeah, I'll try. Yeah, I'll try to do that. Wait a minute. I'm saying the word try. Why am I saying that? Oh, because I don't give a shit about it. That's why. (laughs) Right? Or or you don't have the balls to say what you know. 
Well, yeah. Well, the, yeah. And it might be, it could be either. Right. And then, then like, what's a more productive conversation? Oh yeah, honey, I'll try to get that. I'll try to do that thing that you've been nagging me about for three weeks. Or, you know what, sweetheart, I got to be honest with you. I don't care about that. I don't care that the water tank needs pressure washing. I don't care that the vegetables could be weeded a little bit better. I don't care. And I don't have the time. So what are we going to do about this? How important is is to you? Should we hire it out? I remember this was a conversation I had with uh, my ex-wife because, you know, it's like when two people get together and live in the same place, the odds of them having the same standards of cleanliness are very low, right? There's always one person with higher standards of cleanliness. And we went around and around and around with this. And, and finally, I said, look, I, my cleaning standards are not like teenager level. They're functional, pretty middle of the road, normal. They're not really high and they're not really low. Clutter bothers me, but dirt doesn't. Give me a handful of dirt. I will put it in my mouth. It doesn't bother me. Okay. That's just me. I tried to change it. I tried to pay more attention to doing dishes and cleaning better. And you know what? I gave it a couple months and I just don't care. So here's what's going to happen. You will never nag me about cleanliness again, ever. And we will budget 150 bucks a month to have the house cleaned and you will manage the house cleaner and you can give me things to do. I will do one hour of cleaning a week or whatever, but you will give me no feedback about how well I did it or not. Are we clear? And that's how that happened. And it was done. That was it. I happened to know that her mother had OCD and was hyper crazy clean. And like, you know, I had some justification to make a stand here because she was coming from an unhealthy, significantly unhealthy place. Did I have an unhealthy contribution to not giving a shit? Yeah, a little bit, but not as much as her controlling stuff. And, you know, and I, I, like I said, I tried like, Ed and Scott are talking about. I tried. I tried to like, okay, I'm going to get really into getting every single thing off these dishes. I did it. You know what? I tried it on. It wasn't me. I just couldn't care. I wish I'd done it a lot sooner. Sometimes you just got to draw a line and be like, hey, I don't care about cleaning as much as you do. Is is this it? Are we getting a divorce now? Is this a deal breaker or can you live with this? That's a real conversation. Rather than, well, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And when I say, when I say you know, having the balls to say no, I, I mean, I shouldn't, I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, just, I've had a issue sometimes with saying, being able to say no. Sure. Who doesn't? Yeah. And instead of saying, well, that's probably, that's, that's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of string it along when I have no intention of doing it. No conscious intention. But what's good about stringing it along? There's always an option open. Yeah. There you go. There's the benefit. Yeah. You, you don't have to deal with their hurt feelings or whatever. So it's, I'm not saying like you should be like an Ayn Rand hero and like brutally direct in every moment. I'm not suggesting that. Because sometimes soft words and diplomacy and words like try and, and whatever can be really helpful 
to preserve some semblance of a relationship that you already see is dead, right? Or not workable or whatever. Just know you're doing that. You know, if you say you're going to try to call someone, know in the next moment in your head, go, hmm, I just said try. This probably doesn't matter to me very much then. Just know that and then let it go. You know, on this small island of 115,000 people, I mean, it's like, it's like one small town in a way. I run into people all the time. If I told every single person exactly what I thought and how much I liked them or disliked them and what my intentions were, I, I would have alienated myself a long time ago, right? So I use a, oh, hey, it's great. I say, it's great to see you when I'm thinking it's not great to see you. Okay. It's fine. Just don't bullshit yourself. Okay. Go back to the mainland, Hallie. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't bullshit yourself. You know, it's like we're all living in this kind of community. There's a certain kind of, um, you know, harmony that, that is more important than truth. And there's not many situations where I'll, I would say that, but it is important. But just, it's like, if you're going to bullshit someone else for some higher purpose, okay, that's fine. Just don't bullshit yourself. Don't tell yourself, oh yeah, I really wish I had more time to spend with that person who's always a half hour late every time we meet. Don't bullshit yourself. And then ask yourself whether you want to really tell them the truth or not. In other words, don't pretend you have no choice. Yes. Well said, Peter. Yeah. Yeah, because really when we say I tr I'll try when we don't really have much intention around it, that's really what's going on. We're pretending we don't have a choice. I'll try to call you next week. What? You know, I, I, sometimes with the, with the workers I have doing stuff for me here when they're... I had one guy who was late. I worked on him for months. He's a great worker, not expensive, really good at what he does, knows gardening really well, but like terrible communication, constantly hours late, would say you'd be two hours late, then be four hours late, you know, like ridiculous. And he would say, oh yeah, I'm sorry, you know, something such and such came up. And I would say, when did you know you weren't going to be on time? Oh, no, 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 no. When did you know? What was the exact moment you weren't, you knew you wouldn't be on time? Uh, as soon as my alarm went off and, you know, it was two hours later than it needed to be. And I said, that was the moment I needed to be texted. That was the moment. I did that with him about six times. Last four or five times he's come here, he's been on time every time. It's a miracle. And I took away work from him too, somewhere in there. I said, I, I need someone who's reliable. And, you know, I said, do you know how many thousands of dollars you can get from me over the next year if you can just show up on time? I took away the work and I said, and I started sending him texts like he'd be due at, you know, Friday, 10 a.m. I'd text him at 9 a.m. I'd say, come on time or don't come at all. Whoa. Mm -hmm. I really thought I was going to lose him. I was willing to. And that was really the, the rub that I found for me where I wasn't going into the accountability path as far as I needed to. It was where I ran into this, oh man, I don't want to have to find someone else because this guy's good. 
And all the other people uh, that I found or that are as good as him, as good as he, are like 25% more expensive. And when I finally found that, I was like, oh, I don't want to lose him. I know some of you can relate to this, right? When I finally found the unwillingness to cut him loose, I was like, oh, okay, I have to be willing to cut him loose. And then I took over the mowing, which turned out to be really fun because I have a tractor mower. I've never discovered the joys of that. Uh, and I hired some other people to do some other stuff. And I paid a little bit more money for a while. And he got to experience not having to work. And he would call and say, uh, and I would give him a project that wasn't regular maintenance. And he would see everything was getting maintained. And he'd say, hey, uh, everything's getting maintained. I said, yeah, you lost that work. Why do you think? Because <laughs> uh, I wasn't on time. Uh-huh. Do you want to earn it back, I would say? Come back for this project this next week. Show me you can show up on time. Now he shows up on time. Now he calls me ahead of time, all apologetic. And guess what? I couldn't believe this. At one point, I was all frustrated, you know, bringing the line to him. And he was like, you know what? And this is like former addict, you know, like someone you would not think is very intelligent or conscious. He goes, you know what? I think I just spread myself too thin and I'm saying yes to too many people. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> one day he showed up at like five past 10. He was due at 10 and he goes... I said, hey, because I validate. Hey, you're on time. Nice, nice work. Every time I validate. He goes, you know what? And someone called me and they wanted me to do something. And I said no, because I knew it would have made me late. Whoa. This guy's a transformed man. Awesome. Yeah. I can't tell you how much effort it took for me. <laughs> but I got what I wanted. Now he's coming every week and he's rocking the party and saving me probably a hundred bucks a week. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening and bye for now.